We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. In a world where the lives of everyday people are preordained by the script that must be followed, a ragtag team of scamps dare to speak their highly unqualified opinions publicly. They dare to go off script. Unscripted the film show. You're listening to Unscripted the film show. You can't handle the truth. Man, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? What's up, Unscripted Nights? You're here with Lewis and Rachel. Cecilia is off sick. Um, sicko, she is. Sicko. She's not a sicko. She's a lovely person. She's a very lovely person. She just happens to be unwell. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Not for her. But um, we, we've, we've got stuff we can talk about. She, she came with uh, Kat and myself and my mate Mark and Stephen to the wrestling on, on Saturday. Oh. So I'm hoping she didn't get sick there. Oh, right, because that means that you will also be sick. No, no, it just means that it's, it's, you know, that'd, be, that'd be sad if you invite someone to go and you know, yes. watch something and then they get they get sick. But uh, we, we were in the, the Wilton Stadium and it is uh, a big shed, ostensibly, with no heating. So it was... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was reasonably cold in there. But, you know, I, I think that when you're watching wrestling, like um, even no matter how cold you are, you're watching people in the ring who aren't wearing very much clothes. So yeah, and they, they're sweating, and you feel more sorry for them. You know, it's all good while they're actually doing the active stuff, but when they're not doing the active stuff, you go, oh, they start to put some clothes on, mate. Get a bit cold. Oh well, that would that would have been rather cool. Yeah. Um. It's so we've got awesome. a few things to talk about. You saw the new um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence movie, No Hard Feelings, and a, a movie about cars that transform into things, Transformers Rise of the Beasts specifically. Well, there's cars that transform into things, but then there's also animals that transform into things. Oh. Oh. Isn't that Voltron? No, no, this is uh, this is the uh, the beasts uh, from uh, from uh, the Transformers universe, right? The Maximals and the Predacons. Um, speaking of the universe and things that were made in the eighties, um, if you've got Disney Plus and you feel like watching some of the old stuff that you watched when you're watching Saturday Disney, everything is on there. And um, because we can't get the Ducktales song out of our head, we watched a few episodes. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. And Gummy Bears also because it's got a great, you know. And we were listening to it, the uh, the jingle, not jingle, whatever, the, the music, the intro music. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, this song is way long. Like it's great. Gummy but you, Bears, dancing here and there and everywhere. everywhere. There's yeah. like two verses. Yeah. Like you would not get that these days. Yeah. Um, but we couldn't get into that. Episode. No, it was, just wasn't it. Do, I must have been like just hit me at the right age back in the day. But yeah, even Bryce was like, nah. Um, but speaking of Disney, there is a new documentary on there about Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched that. We'll be talking about that later on. And Full Monty, there's a TV series, Full Monty TV series. It's weird. With the cast, the original cast? Full it Monty. is with the original mm. cast. They're a lot older. It doesn't involve getting naked, as far as I can tell. I've only watched <laughs> one episode. Um, and uh, a couple of TV shows on Apple Plus, Big Door Prize and Crowded Room. So, Did and, you finish yeah. all the Big Door Prize? I haven't finished all of it ah. yet, so don't spoil anything for well, me. I, I haven't finished it either. Um, it's that's... really entertaining. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. But it's um, we've kind of like we watched uh, a few episodes and then we kind of like steered away from it and haven't yeah. stepped back into it yet. See, I think we may as well just talk about it now then. Um, so uh, Big Door Prize has um, it basically this little American town um, overnight a machine. Um, the, is it called the Morpho Machine? Uh, I think so. Um, it appears at the corner store, I guess, and it tells people their life potential. So it could be something like you're going to, you know, your life potential is to be a motorcycle 
obsessed because it just gives person. One, like, one just word. one word. Yeah. So your interpretation is whatever you make of it, really. Um, and it stars. Um, uh, Chris O'Dowd. Thank you very much. I'm I'm trying to type it into my IMDb at the same time as um, talking about it. So Chris O'Dowd's character of Dusty is really not interested in this morpho machine. Um, he doesn't understand why everyone's going nuts about it and everyone seems to be, as soon as they get the card, they start living like, right, well, I guess I should be a painter then. Mm. Uh, I guess I should be whatever it's telling me to be. Um, but it's she. he has a few issues with what his wife's card is and um, you've also got his daughter who has lost her boyfriend recently and um, the, the brother of that boyfriend um, is Jacob and he's obviously going through some stuff as well. So there's everyone's going through a few things and it's just interesting to watch how the town reacts to whatever their card pops out. So it's kind of, um, it's really good storytelling, I think, because it's kind of quirky and it, it's good to see everyone's reactions to, to their potential or lack thereof, mm-hmm. perhaps. Um, so that's on Apple TV and I think um, I'm about halfway through. Uh, did you how far did you get in? Um, uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. The um, uh, oh, I think we did Father Reuben. Right. Um, I'm up to episode six. Haven't watched it yet, but uh, that's where I'm up to. I, I tried to watch High Desert as well, which is on Apple TV. I'm trying to binge a whole lot of stuff on it uh, while I've got it, so I can I've get rid of six. it again. Yes, I watched six. Oh, you watched episode six, so you're an episode ahead of me. Yeah, because um, I, was, I was watching six and there's one character and, and his hair had me intrigued and I was like going, I don't know about this character's hair. Oh, mm. well, now I'm going to have to go home and watch it. Um, but, yeah, I tried to watch High Desert, which has got Patricia Arquette in it and she's kind of a person who has experienced some some criminal activity mm. and now she's, like, moved to a tiny little town and she's... She's using her gumption to to work as a like a assistant to a, de- a detective. Anyway, it's terrible. I couldn't I couldn't watch it. <laughs> I couldn't even finish the first episode. I was almost finished it, and I'm just like, I just can't stand this person. I really can't. So I stopped watching it. Last week, yeah. um, Cecilia talked about based on a true story, uh, the new oh, yeah, what's Kelly Cuoco um, TV show? Oh, it's on, on binge, isn't binge. it? Yes. Yeah. Um, and that was uh, Kat and I uh, decided to watch it on the over the weekend, and we just watched it like the whole lot. We just went, we we did, we binged it. Um, well, that's what binge is for, I guess. It was really good. So yeah, that is on uh, on binge, and so uh, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend uh, checking that out. Well, I'm going to have to wait until I've binged everything on Apple TV and then get rid of that subscription mm. and get binge because binge is really expensive. Yeah, how much is it? It's like 16 bucks or something. Oh, really? I it's think something we, ridiculous. I think we paid for a year of it or something because um, of uh, the dragons, House of Dragons. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now I'm stuck with it because it's also got WWE Network. Uh, yes, Which there I is that. Which I used to pay 15 bucks a month for, so I'm actually coming I mean, you feel here. like you're winning, really. I do, yes. Yeah, I do. I do, yes. <laughs> I do. Yes, I do. I am winning. Um, winner right here. <laughs> winner, winner. Mm. Chicken dinner. I brought in the the, the, the studio t- today. Like usually, I would bring in a a Red Bull uh, for the for the show, uh, just to like pet me up and stuff like that. But I'm not really feeling 100 percent myself either. So uh, I brought this other drink in, which is a, a, called Bubbles. Uh, Buble. Yeah, is it called Buble? No, no, no. Apparently, there's some kind of promotion where um, Michael Buble is signing. He's signed a few in in Australia or something. I literally saw one at. I never normally watch a free to air. TV. I can't remember why it was on um, and I watched an ad and that's the only reason I know anything about it. I'm pretty sure it's bubbly. B-U-B-L-Y. Yes, it is, it is bubbly. bubbly. Yeah, a little bit it of bubbly. Is, but I, is, I don't know what it is. It's quite nice. It's actually, um, it's got no sugar in it and no artificial sweetness because the thing oh. is, like, I'd like to not drink drinks with too much sugar in it, but artificial sweetness tastes terrible. Well, it's not just that. They're actually really bad for your gut as well. I can't drink anything. So if I'm going to have a soda, Mm. I'm so American, I I have full fat Coke. I'm like, if I'm going to do it, 
I'll enjoy it. I'll drink half of it and give the rest to Chris. But I'm I'm not interested in 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 drinking the stuff with the sweetness in it. Yeah, and the stuff is make me feel very ill with the sweetness. It's even worse because you drink it and your body's going, oh my god, tastes like sugar. I'm expecting a sugar hit, and then doesn't get it. So, yeah, so it's like I need to have another one of them. Yeah, and so you're just trying to like find sugar to, to have and it's just like, no, it's not working. Don't do that. And then, uh, but this one's quite nice. Uh, with, it's got no sugar and no uh, sweeteners and it's... Um, just other chemicals. Well, no, no, it's not. It's just like uh, natural sweet, natural things are, are giving it its flavour. Hmm. It kind of tastes a little bit like passion that's been really, really, really diluted. Oh. But it's, it's still nice. It's like you're not going to have... This is not a paid ad, by the no, way. No, you're not going to drink and go, ooh, sugar hit or anything like that. It's just like I'd like to drink something less boring than water. I don't know. I'd like to drink something a little less boring than water and that's it. So, <laughs> it's so here's the thing, right? Bryce doesn't drink like he's, he's six. Right. And I'm sure that the people I'm going to talk about do not listen to this show, I hope. Um, but we went over to Melbourne... And um, we went to a, a Chinese restaurant and it was a special event. So we got Bryce a Sprite and he acted like a drunk person. Uh, it's, it was only like his second time having, having something really? like that. Yeah, and honestly, he was hilarious. And then he said something really funny and I shared it with the group and then he got upset that I shared it with the group. And then I was like, oh, no, he's a sad drunk. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, but the person I was with was like, oh, so... Um, is he not used to having it? And I'm like, no, that's his, just only his second time. And she's like, in his whole life? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, what does he drink? I'm like, water? Like, it, it didn't occur to them that that's what humans drink? We just were a bit surprised. Anyway, talk about a tangent. That would be, that'd be good though. Like, it's, you know, that's the thing is we're so used to drinking other stuff that it's kind of like, you know, water is our, like, least favourite fallback. I love water. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but no, no generally people don't go, let's, I, I'd like a drink. Would you like water? Like, no one's excited about water. I so, am. But that's the thing is like, I, I'm, I, I like to drink other stuff, but, like, you know, having an op, uh, something that's kind of is good for you but tastes a bit better than water, that's kind of like, that. that's where, where my bar is set at the moment. Maybe you've just got... Terrible taps. No, no, no. I like our water. Our water's oh, great. Okay. We've got good water. We've got, I got water for the fridge, filtered. It's lovely. Still water at the end of the day. There's nothing more thirst-quenching than water. This is a sponsorship <laughs> from the Water Corporation. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest episode sh- so far. Um, well, it was going so well and I had to, like, derail it somehow. Oh, no, I was derailing with a conversation about Sprite as well and how my son is a sad drunk. Speaking of sad drunks... But that is so cool. If, like, he, like, to get through life and get that high, uh, he doesn't need to be on drugs or, like, <laughs> alcohol. He just needs to not drink anything. Any, like you know, cans of anything. He'd just get like a two fifty mil Coke, and he'll be off his nut. <laughs> um, it, it is funny to see a six year old burp because, <laughs> and it was like a very adult sounding burp. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna vomit, but he didn't that time anyway. <laughs> um, I also started watching the Crowded Room, which is on Apple TV. Have you seen ads for this? No. So this is the new. I am surprised you have not seen ads for this. I feel like I've been bombarded with ads for this. Um, it is. It's got Tom Holland in it, and basically, um, he a crime happens, and then he's getting interviewed by Amanda Siegfried, and then you get the backstory of why this crime has occurred, and you slowly learn about his life and the life of the people in his life. So, um, I really can't say anything else because it would be giving stuff away. But it's very intriguing and it's Tom Holland being very un-Tom Holland-like, ah. which I like. So, yeah, but that's on Apple TV. Shall we go to a, an ad and then come back, figure out what we're talking about instead of madness and then um, let the show progress? Yes, let's. Yes. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Right, let's get into it. So uh, the Jennifer Lawrence has been away for a while. Ah, is that because she had a kid? I, I think so. That was the same thing. Cat- 
sorry. That was the thing that Kat asked me. Again, I, like, I know I've been apologising for uh, three weeks or four weeks now, but uh, I, again, I've got this lingering cough and it's just not going away. And, uh, yeah, it's annoying. If it's annoying to you, just imagine being me. <laughs> or more so, imagine being my wife. Oh, my God. My poor so- suffering cat. I'm just typing in Jennifer Lawrence baby question mark. Um, uh, yes, they gave birth. They gave birth. Um, well, they have had a child. I think recently. I don't know. I'm well, I'm too long. I think didn't we, read. We were so used to seeing Jennifer Lawrence in everything because she was in like the Hunger Games, in the X Men, um, in a bunch of other films. But then, like, we haven't seen her in a lot recently. Um, she did have a baby last year. Yeah. There you go. So, no one cares. So we had uh, Don't Look Up and Causeway 2021-2022. But we're used to seeing her in several films a year. Yes, so we are. So it's kind of weird not seeing her in several films. Um, so No Hard Feelings is a, a breath of fresh air to see uh, her back on, on our big screen, uh, which is fantastic. And this is a, a kind of role we haven't really seen from her before where it's a it's not a romantic comedy, okay? Um you might look at the the poster and go, "Oh, no hard feelings." It's a a story about a you know a girl and a geeky guy, and then eventually she falls in love with a geeky guy. And no, no, it's uh, it's not that that story. Um, it's the story of uh, overbearing helicopter parents trying to set up their socially awkward son so that he's prepared for life heartbreak? in college. Oh, right. Yeah. So heartbreak. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know. I've never been to college, so that's that's the 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 the, the setup there. So you got uh, Laura Bernatti uh, who plays Alison Becker, and Matthew Broderick who plays Led Becker. Led, 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 L A I R D, Led. Okay, and that, that is uh, one of the one of the jokes is about his name and how it's pronounced. Okay, well this is this is good to know. Yes, yes. Um, so you got the, uh, the, them as the parents, and they're kind of literally they've got a nineteen year old kid about to go to Princeton, and he is he's like you know, a lot of kids these days, where you know not a lot of real friends, but heaps of virtual friends, and spends most of his time in his room either playing his music or playing his video games, um, and they uh, because Laird had a uh, like experience with a, a girl before going to college that kind of opened him up sexually. Um, they wow, think, these parents are liberated, aren't they? Yeah, they think the best thing they should do um, is to enlist a, uh, a a young lady to come and you know be uh, that that for for uh, their son Percy. Um, well, that's his problem, isn't it? His, his name's name. Percy. Percy's a great name. Well, it is. He's a penguin called Percy. He was fantastic. It, well, it's it's Bryce's music teacher. He's named after Percy Sledge. So <laughs> it's it's not a bad name. Exactly, exactly. Now, um, so Percy's played by Andrew Bath. Bath? What a odd middle name. Bath. B a r t h. Bath. It's not Bart. No, no. It's B a r t h. Bath. Bath. Feldman. <laughs> um, who's a weird guy because sometimes you see him and you go, that's Tom Holland, and other times you see oh. him. There was one scene I saw, saw him and I went, he looks like a young Ben Affleck. Uh, very, very weird. Uh, but um, he uh, plays Percy and uh, he plays the, the geeky kind of uh, shut-in very well. Um, <laughs> but uh, you've got Jennifer Lawrence playing Maddie Baker and Maddie is a... Uh, she's a hornbag. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Don't know. She's a uh, she's a free spirited young lass um, who uh, I'm, I'm trying I'm stumbling on where the actual film is set because it's one of those places where it's like a coastal town where like people who live in the big old city they come and like for the summer months they'll come there Hamptons no 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 somewhere I, in Connecticut I'm not sure again again um, somewhere sandy America. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're Sandy in America. Yeah. So, so she, but she lives there. She like literally lives there. Her, her mum lived there, and her her mum died and left her house. And because all these rich people are moving into the neighbourhood, all the the taxes in the area are going up. Oh, which is weird because I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about like our taxes we pay on our houses here, which is our council rates. Yeah. And generally speaking, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty crappy and they're, they're, they do are quite expensive, but they're not like, you know, send you to the bankruptcy kind of expensive, are they? 
Not for most people. Yeah, yeah. So, um, But if she's, like, doing poorly in life, maybe. Well, she was doing okay, but then uh, then all these, these taxes came through and she's living by being an Uber driver and a waitress and or a bartender and uh, her car gets taken away from her. So it's like she's really being pushed to sell this house and... Her car gets taken away from her and she sees this like Craigslist thing from Alison and Laird saying like, can you please come and like, you know, awaken our son kind of thing. And if you do, we'll give you this car. And she's like, well, I need a car and I, I like sex. So <laughs> why not? Let's Works deflower the boy. And, uh, and so, but the catch is that she can't tell Percy that she's there because mum and dad have paid her to open him up. Sexually, um, and so that's the that's the thing. And you know, at some point in time, the penny is going to drop. Yes, but it's really funny seeing like you know um, someone um, as sexually confident as uh, Maddie pursuing somebody who is so kind of like insular and you know um, not an extrovert in any sense of the word. Yes, an introvert, some might say. Um, did you know this is based on a real life? Craigslist ad. Say what now? Um, so I don't know. The concept is based on a real-life Craigslist ad. Whether they went and interviewed the people, I have no idea, but there you go. Wow, okay. Maybe um, they just saw an ad and went, that's a great idea for a movie. Let's let's do that. Yeah, so um, in the in the film, like, Maddie's got to, like, con- you know, have a convoluted way of meeting Percy to to start the whole relationship thing, and he works at a uh, dog rescue place. Oh. Uh, and so it's a it's but the uh, it's just like she, Jennifer Lawrence goes above and beyond in this film. Like seriously, the the the, the things she does because it's got um, kind of the the feelings of a, the nineties um, you know sex gross out comedies like American Pie. Yeah, less of the gross out, more of the sex. Okay. Uh, um, but the, the, the there's one scene in particular in this movie that makes it worth the the admission alone. I'm not going to say what that is, but just know this is a like an R rated film or an MA fifteen plus film here in Australia. Um, it's for adults. It's for adults. Do not take your kiddly winks. I mean, that um, would be wrong. It would be very wrong. They might enjoy it, but it would be very wrong. bad parenting. Bad parenting, yeah. yeah. Parenting kids, 101, don't kids, take your kid to an R-rated movie. Kids need to learn these things like at the right... I mean, unless your kid is like like 18 and above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In which what, case, that's weird. Well, Why they, would you do that? They can go see it by themselves, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. I don't, yeah, you don't need to go if with you, them. If you've got a young kid, um, then they'll, they'll learn about these things in time. Um, <laughs> and in time is after puberty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's... Oh, the scene is, is great. Um, just... I, I just... I never thought I would see a, uh, a, a, an act, a female actor <laughs> do the things I saw Jennifer Lawrence do. It was just, uh, it, it, it blew my mind uh, thinking uh, what was possible uh, in, in a film. So it was uh, yeah, just very, very, very good. I can't wait to play an ad so I can ask more <laughs> questions. It's, the, there's the, uh, something that happens before and then it's just the, the, in regards to the shot, the way they frame the shot, because in a lot of, uh, no, it's just, it's, uh, I think. I think you just have to go and see it. You've got to go and see it. And then give me a call and just we'll talk about it, okay? Right. Uh, all of you, my number is uh, 04, no, I won't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but it's like, okay, it's, is it the best you know, comedy in the world? No. But have we seen something like this? We haven't seen something like this in such a long time. Yeah. So it was kind of a breath of fresh air to see a you know a comedy that kind of like letting it all hang out, and <laughs> and I really uh, like hope that this uh, you know is an invitation to. I hope it does well as an invitation to Hollywood to go. Yes, people do want to go to the cinema and they do want to laugh. Uh, we don't just need to see it on our small screens at home. We do like to see comedy on our big screens as well. It's some. It, it is. I feel like you laugh more when you go to see something at the cinemas with a bunch of other mm. people um, and then you have sometimes the um, really cool experience of someone in the crowd having a really funny laugh <laughs> and then you're laughing for a bit and then you're laughing at their laugh. Exactly. It, it's, it's a communal laughter kind of situation. Um, but, yeah, it's it just, I mean, 
I miss comedies like, you know, back in the day, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off mm. and, uh, and even the American Pie uh, ones. And just I just want there to be more of that in the, the, in the cinema. And yep. surely it can't be that expensive to make this stuff. To be honest, like, so far my two favourite movies of the year are Cocaine Bear mm-hmm. and Air. So, oh, they rhyme. <laughs> Cocaine Bear is the funniest thing I've seen in a really long time. So... There is a real need for comedy because it's it just what a good night out. Yeah. We don't all need to go and see something like Soup's Serious. That's right. So, I mean, you're about to talk about Transformers um, Rise of the Beasts. <laughs> so that's not a serious film at all. It's not serious, but it costs a lot of money to make that. Uh, yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, you know, it, sometimes just having like, you know, uh, some good actors, you know, some smutty jokes – Maybe a nipple or two. It, uh, yeah, that, that's the kind of thing you need to see in a, in a film. So how are we scoring this one? Um, I am going to give um, this one, No Hard Feelings, uh, four cocaine-addicted dogs. Oh, that's, that's a running theme here in the comedies <laughs> this year. Cocaine. Um when does the Barbie movie come out? It must be soon um, because I am quite looking forward to this because I think it's going to be uh, rather interesting. And it's directed... July 21st. Oh, it's coming up soon. 2023. So Greta Gerwig, um, I, I heard this week that they ran out, they caused a world shortage of the pink paint that they've used to like decorate in the props and all that sort of stuff because it's a very specific pink colour, that Barbie pink, and they caused a world shortage. So there you go. Um, I'm I'm intrigued. That's a – I'm like – I never thought uh, if there was a movie coming out called Barbie that I would have any interest whatsoever. I know. But, I mean, you know, Margot Robbie – can't go wrong. Yeah, it's 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 really um, uh, just it's it's amazing. I think um, my friend Sarah Jane she bought like a Barbie doll thing like uh, recently, but it wasn't Ken. It was another male like Barbie. I think his name was Alan or something like that. Alan. Yeah. Cool. Um, um, but yeah, she said like she bought it for like one hundred and fifty bucks, and it was worth like what three hundred or four hundred dollars or something like that. So why? Oh, obviously, it's a a. It's a vintage. Oh yeah, right. Because yeah. yeah, because I can't imagine spending that much money on a, a just an ordinary Barbie. Oh, there, there he is, right there. There we go, Alan. Show me Alan. Oh, look at Alan in his hair. It's plastic, <laughs> as it was back then. Alan, Alan is also dressed uh, in a um, a rainbow kind of uh, uh, jumper type thing or not a jumper like it's more of a sweater um so yeah a man before his time so it looks like a very 70s um pick yes yeah hmm. he's ken's buddy apparently <clears throat> oh well you know I bet he is. <laughs> ken can't be getting all the women yes. so you know got to spread the love um but the good thing about ken having like plastic hair was i couldn't cut it oh my god alan's actually in the movie Alan's in the movie. I guess who's playing him? Michael Zara. Michael Zara's playing Oh, Alan. of course. Look at that. See, SJ knows. She, she knows. She's, she's smart. She's smart. She's bought this thing now and yes. come to the Barbie movie, she's going to be raking in the dollars. Jeez, she's man. Making make it rain. Making it rain. We, we, need, uh, we need her on our, um, on our books to tell us what to be <laughs> buying and stuff. Screw super and like you know stocks and stuff. Oh, no, invest Just in Allens. put your money in the Allens. Yeah. Now we've told everyone it's going to go down. <laughs> Don't do that, people. <laughs> Let SJ sell her vintage Allen for a lot of money. Anyway, um, we might go and uh, come back shortly. Because um, if we don't come back, that would be really weird. <laughs> come back to dead air. And yeah. Then the radio station gets really annoyed at us. <laughs> Indeed. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. You know what I didn't find at my local IGA? What? Fantails. Oh. I was, I was like going and just going to stock up on fantails because like soon they'll be gone. Uh, 93 years they've been in, uh, been going. So I, I haven't had a fantail for a while, but I must admit at the um, event cinemas in Inaloo, they had like a pick and mix mm-hmm. and there were fantails 
and they're good. I mean, they do remove your teeth, um, but I didn't keep the wrappers to see who was on there because I'm pretty certain the stuff is still from the 90s, <laughs> like questions about Julia Roberts and, you know... Richard Gear. Yeah, probably. Well, I actually did get some uh, fantails when when I went to see um, uh, Moulin Rouge. Yes, I, I bought it, I bought some fantails and they were very nice. They're still good. Chocolate caramel, awesome. What's wrong with that? Where can you go wrong? I don't understand. Is it the movie facts? Is it like are people are people move past movie facts? Well, I mean, IMDb trivia. Mm. I guess uh, IMDb killed it. No, ah. I don't think that's what killed fantails. I think there's just... Is there not enough salt in the caramel? Is that the problem? Have Has our tastes got too sophisticated where we're just going, we can't deal with just normal caramel. I, we need I, salted caramel. It's think, not salty enough. I think there's just too many choices out there and they lost some of the market. Do, I mean, do Jaffas still exist? Yeah, Jaffas still exist. Jaffas still exist. I never see them, but then, to be fair, I'm not looking for them. Mm. They feel like... A very movie centric kind of like candy though, mm. but they're they jappers are horrible because they're orange and they're, they're I chocolate. Know. I and don't understand the combination I, myself. I have an issue with orange and chocolate. Uh, well, you only bought them to throw them at the people in front of you, surely. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so that was their, their marketing. Um, but the uh, yesterday I was on my way to work and I was going, you know, still recovering and stuff like that. I thought I'll get an orange juice, get some vitamin C in, uh, and then I, I needed to have something to eat eat with it. And I was like, oh, I can't get sausage rolls or something like that because my workmates be like, well, where's mine? And uh, so I, I thought. Uh, maybe I get a muffin. I was like going, yeah, I get a chocolate muffin. I, like, I can't get a chocolate muffin and an orange juice because that is chocolate orange, and I can't have that. So, <laughs> so I, I bought a nut bar instead. Uh, you bought a nut bar. A nut bar. One of my favourite insults, by the way, <laughs> nut bar. Um, oh, okay. So uh, no more fantails. No, well, they're, they're still making them now, but I think like they're going to be like the Allen of, of chocolate because they'll, they'll Don't cease. Don't Allens to- make it? <laughs> yeah, I think they do. <laughs> they, they, they will cease to be. And so like wherever like you know, a, a, a chocolate fan is, they'll see the fantails and it'll just be like stripping the shelves. Like it'll yeah. be like you know, toilet paper and COVID all over again. Yeah, but ha- I don't think they're going to – you wouldn't want to be eating them in 20 years' time. No, 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 quite right. I mean they'd probably still taste the same. Possibly. I imagine. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't be talking about the Stan Lee documentary without you seeing it. Because you're the person who knows all about um, Marvel and I, I learnt names today like Jack Kirby. Oh, my God, you only just learned Jack Kirby's name? I think I've heard it before. Um, but it was – it was it's a really well-done documentary because the way they do it, it's almost – it's almost like Barbies. Like they've used Barbies to like reenact. Really? Well, I don't is think – I think it's motion? animation. Right. I think it's animation, not stop motion. I'm not 100% sure, but some of the way they've done the reenactments was was really cool. Um, obviously, they've got stock uh, interviews mm-hmm. with Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and other people whose names I don't remember. I think someone called Steve. Um, Dick Cohen. Steve, yes. And he left because he was all like, you know, yeah, I also created Spider-Man and Stan Lee's like, no, man, it was my idea. Um, so yeah, there's a bit of that information going on. Okay, it's really interesting to hear that side of Stanley because most of the information I know, um, and I mean a lot of the stuff in this documentary, it's all just like Stanley is amazing, mm. um, which he is. I'm I'm not doubting that, but it was just interesting to hear um, conversation between him and Jack Kirby and their sort of falling out, and then his falling out with with Steve. Did go. Thank you. Um, yeah, over who is the real creator of Spider-Man and, you know, is it a group thing? And I I mean, for me, uh, I would think, yes, yeah, Stan Lee came up with the idea, but it's nothing without the artwork. Yeah, without so, the yeah. yeah, so to hear him be all like, well, no, it's kind of my idea. I mean, I wrote it. It's like, yeah, that's fantastic. I've, I've written a kid's book. I can't do anything with it unless someone advertise, uh, does all the drawings mm. for it. So it, it's literally just words on a page until someone brings it to life. So, um, yeah, it was really interesting to have to see that side of things because I feel like I don't, yeah, I've never really known about that side at all. That's really interesting that they, they delve into that. It's not just a, a puff piece for Stan Lee. No, it's not. I mean, 
there is a lot of good stuff about him and you do still come away thinking like, you know, he's, you know, awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you also see that Stan Lee has sides to him um, that are also about um, his, you know, how he feels about artistic integrity Mm -hmm. and it's not just... But also, like, he talks about sometimes some of the interviews he did sound a little bit up himself. Like, I must admit, he's he's a great dude, written lots of amazing stuff. We'd be nowhere without him. I get it. But he he's seemed a little bit arrogant at times. Oh, yes, yes. So, um, but again, as someone who knows nothing yeah. about Stan Lee, I feel like I learnt a lot um, because really my only... Um, experience with him is through the movies. I've never read any of the comic books, obviously. So I know him from the movies. I know him from more rats. Um, <laughs> so that was my first introduction to, to Stan Lee, of course. Um, but yeah, I, I just know bits and pieces from, from you mainly mm. and, and from the movies. So, and just by pure osmosis, you know, just mm. absorbing the information. So for me, it was interesting to watch as a non-fan. So I'll be interested to see what you think of the documentary as an actual fan. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of the stuff you probably know already, but it's how it's put together that's going to be more interesting for you probably. Mm. So obviously that's on Disney Plus because, you know, Marvel. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy listening to him talk about why he made the characters he did and also um, giving the characters some complexity and something to for people to relate to, you know. The heroes aren't always heroic. Uh, the villains sometimes, you know, end up making decisions that you kind of think, oh, I, I think maybe I... Maybe I would have made that decision. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and you think about the classic example is... Um, Mr. Um, what's his name? Thanos. The, thank you. <laughs> My brain's going Thor, and I'm like, no, it's not Thor. I like, Stop I like, it. I like the, the your your uh, miming of Thanos was like the the gauntlet, just like have your hand go. Yep, yep. It was the sound of one hand <laughs> yeah. clapping, literally. So, because I think a lot of people could could definitely say that of of the villains, you know, you watch him and you're like, he's got a point. There's a lot of overpopulated, like it's there's a lot of people, just in every you know, different yeah. world in every universe. So you get it, but, I mean, still a bit rough what he did. Yeah, yeah. Don't fully agree with him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's on um, Disney Plus and I'm, I'll give it uh, three and a half. Um, uh, Excelsiors. <laughs> yes, why not? Why not? Uh Yes. What have we got left? We've got Transformers. We do. Oh, yeah. Actually, before you do Transformers, we might do that after the, the next ad. Right. Um, I'm not too sure if you heard uh, my episode oh. a few weeks back okay. with Mr. Bryce. Mm. I don't. I think it was that episode I talked about this. But the exhumed um, film program for uh, the Strange Festival that's happening in Perth uh, starts on the 20th, so a couple of days ago this um this exhumed film scenario uh, has has appeared on on the screens. This is actually celluloid. This is celluloid film. It is. So I don't even know where Liberty Theatre is. I mean, it does say where it is. It says it's located at 81 Barrack Street, which is very good for me to know since I'm going on um, the weekend. Um, But, yeah, if you're into old movies... And you want to see stuff on the big screen that you've never had a chance to see and you're getting to see it in 35mm or 16mm. This is, like, so phenomenal. So we've obviously we've missed a couple of days and we've missed today, but that's okay. Tomorrow, tomorrow night, they've got Heavy Metal, uh, which is a 1981 fantasy adventure animation type thing. You've also got Terminator at 820. That's and it says it's a rare print. Don't know what that means, but come on. I never would have had the opportunity to see that on the big screen because, you know, I was three when it came out. Rocky Horror Picture Show, lots of people have seen on the big screen, um, but this is in 35 mil, so that's all tomorrow night. 
And um, if you're, you know, into the 80s movies like myself, on Saturday they've got Monster House, which is not an old movie. It's from 2006. But then they've got The Princess Bride, absolute classic. Um, Freaks from 1932. I mean, I've never seen that movie. I'm, I'm not going to be able to see that movie, but... I mean, what a crazy thing to be able to see in 35mm. Um, and then they've got the Ozploitation special event happening tomorrow night as well as the screening of Not Quite Hollywood, which is the uh, the wild untold story of Ozploitation, which is the film that you and I watched a few years ago, got great interviews with people like Quentin Tarantino and really looks at that era of, you know, in the 70s, um, with with all those really, really cool Aussie films. Um, and Sunday I will be going in to, to see stuff. I have bought tickets to see Goonies on the big screen. <laughs> of course you have. Um, so, yes, we will be going as a family because, um, you know, Bryce has seen this movie and I've never seen it on the big screen, so I'm super excited. You've also got Gremlins as well on Sunday um, and uh, a couple of other things, including Mad Max on Sunday night. Um, Saturday you've got Robocop, um, if, ooh, Bad Boy Bubby on Tuesday. Don't think I'll be going to that. You've got Muppets in Space on Wednesday. Some uh, really interesting films they're playing. I, honestly, I, the reason I'm listing them all is because you might not be interested in one, but you will be interested in something. There's the Star, Starship Troopers, Face Off, Pulp Fiction, Con Air, um, Young Einstein, you know, the Australian film, Hairspray, Pink Flamingos, Labyrinth on Sunday the 2nd. Bryce is very upset that we've only got tickets to Goonies and not also the Sarah movie. So we might need to get tickets also Mm. for the Sarah movie. Um, So, yeah, and that's uh, Sunday next week on the 2nd of July. That's when it's all... That's the closing day, so uh, I may also have to go and see Labyrinth on the big screen. That's really interesting. Is it not the best film festival ever? Well, because nothing uh, in this... It's all on 35 mil. None of it's digity, Uh, 35 or 16 mil. In the last decade uh, or last 15 years, everything's really been digital. So, Yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. I'm, yeah, I'm super excited to see Goonies on the big screen. Like, I can't even tell. I should have invited my brother. If you're listening, do you want to come? <laughs> uh, it's all right. I'll text you later. Face off. They've got face off. I know. Connor. Check my face off. <laughs> um, it's been a very long time since I've seen Face Off. I remember loving that movie so much uh, just because of the absurdity. But, yeah, it's it's a fantastic lineup, And, I mean, you know... Liberty Theatre. Never heard Blade. of it. They they are showing Blade. See, I'm getting you all excited. Yeah. It's a great festival. Um, anyway, with that, we might um, play our last uh, sponsor and then come back and talk about Transformers: um, Rise of the Beasts. That's like my all-time favourite sweeper yeah. on this station. I love it. Uh, I don't know if we've edited it out for the podcast version, but uh, if we did, um, 107.9, the station your li- neighbours listen to, whether they want to or not. It's like because you're playing it that loud and annoying them. Yeah, basically. Uh, can you imagine putting this show on like at full ball? <laughs> that's just mean. I know. that's. Cool. Why would you do that to your neighbours? Awful people. <laughs> Play it at a, at a reasonable level. Yes, please do. So Transformers. Who knew there was another Transformers movie coming out? Is it still uh, Michael Bay? Is there any Shia LaBeouf? Is it Hayley Steinfeld? Is it worth seeing? I feel like I might be, uh, you know... What's his name with the hat? Molly Meldon? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're awful of it, like the, the information. The, the guy with the glove and the guy with the hat. And... I told you I am not firing on all cylinders today. When we were off air, I'm like, yeah, my synapses are not, uh, they're not synapsizing. I even can't remember what I said. <laughs> they're not connecting. Something's not happening. Anyway, Transformers. Okay. So. Uh, Rise of the Beast is a Lace and Transformers film. To answer your questions, three. I think I think there were three questions. <laughs> um, no, uh, Michael Bay does not direct this film. Oh. Uh, it is directed by a man called Stephen Cappell Jr. And Stephen Cappell Jr. is known for Creed 2, 
a different tree, which is a short, uh, and a film called The Land from 2016. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... No it, Shia LaBeouf. There's no Shia LaBeouf. Is uh, there Hayley Steinfeld? No, there is no Hayley Steinfeld. No. Steinf- was she Sin? Seinfeld? Sin? She was in uh, Bumblebee, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she's not in this one. Okay. No. Um, so That but, is all my questions. Well done. There was only three. <laughs> but you do need to have human characters in, in Transformers, apparently. Like, I could do without them. But, uh, really? Were they that bad? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, you know, but people still think that, you know, you've got to have human people in there because it's going to be hard to connect with robots and uh, you've got to have humans in peril so they can be saved. Um, but in this iteration, we have got uh, Anthony Ramos uh, playing Noah Diaz. Now, you would know Anthony uh, Ramos as the uh, young gentleman from uh, In the Heights and from Hamilton. Indeed. Um, you also got Dominique Fishback uh, playing Elena Wallace, um, and uh, in this, so Anthony is uh, sorry, uh, Noah Diaz. Um, he's a guy who's like struggling, uh, you know, to get get through life. He was uh, in the army, left the army, uh, now living at home with his mum and his brother, who his brother's ill, and they need to get him, uh, you know, medical attention and money to deal with that. Um, and his mum, uh, Brianna, is, you know, she's doing her thing to, you know, bring the money in, and uh, he feels like he's kind of, you know, fallen behind. Um, but through, uh, like... Well, he he does something to um, get some money, which might be not totally legal, right? And ends up inside a transformer. Oh no! Who happens to be Mirage? I thought you were going to say ends up in jail. No, (laughs) and a transformer (laughs) gets him out. No, no, he um, he's one of the like you know. There, he's he goes to the I think it's a modern history museum or something like that where um, Elena is working and she's like a um, an intern but uh, she's the person they rely on for technical information on <coughs> on the things they find. So she's not getting paid. I don't think she's getting paid. No, this and that intern thing is that's a racket that yeah yeah and her so her boss like when when she's introduced her boss is kind of like um okay so the cops are here uh they want to know about this thing uh what do you know and she like tells her all the stuff about this thing and then she goes so what what it is is this and she like takes all the credit for it so horrible boss um but they uh a a sculpture comes in that is like a, a hawk and and she's like oh what the, what's this and she's like really fixated on this thing and then she finds out that uh, there's something about this this hawk that uh, is really important um and it's not only important to her uh, but it's also important to some massive giant robots <laughs> and, and so it's it's basically um the uh the the, the um the the thing that everyone's chasing after, like right. every every movie, there's a thing, and you need to get the thing, <laughs> do the thing, uh, and uh, so this is what. And the then thing. once they get the thing, then there's a conflict, and then there's a big argy bargy, well, and not, then things settle, and then that's the end. Generally, it'd be a thing, and then there'll be a like you get the thing, and they go ah ha ha, but now you need the other thing, <laughs> and, and then you got to get the other thing, uh, like <laughs> it's. I don't know why that's so funny. It's not like, okay, storytelling-wise, this is not like Citizen Kane. Um, (laughs) But you you, you know going in you're not going to get Citizen Kane. So it's not black and white? No, no, it's not. not. So you've got um, the, as well as the normal Transformers, the the guys that turn, and and girls that turn to cars and and that sort of thing. Not Um, not girls and guys, cars and, and, and things that turn into... Okay, yep, nope, robot <laughs> things, yep. There's female robots, there's male robots, and they, right. they turn into different things. And um, I'm sure there's non-binary robots, but I, I, I didn't get into that. No. Um, but in this as well, you also have the, the Maximals and the Predacons. And these are... So not this, the Decepticons and the other mob. See, no, there's no, different no, ones. You have Autobots and Decepticons. They're right. the car dudes. Now, right. in this uh, in this one, uh, the the wars on Cybertron had been fought, right? And the um, uh, the the Max the, the 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 they didn't have as much energon, so people size, sized down, and they became uh, these these animal type creatures called the Maximals of the Predacons. These are the like. Uh, 
the ancestors, ancestors or the future. The, 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 these are the, the the people in the future of Cybertron, but they go back into the Earth's past and they take <laughs> this thing with them. I'm really, I'm so trying. I'm trying to focus, yeah. and I'm trying to understand, yeah. but it all just sounds like Greek. And I suppose that's the thing with Transformers movies. You're not really going in it for the plot, are you? Yeah. So they're they're the descendants, but they're also in the past. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, it's but it was a good film because, like for me, like I liked Beast Wars, the Transformers cartoon, where Beast Wars was like you know dealing with the the Maximals, the Predacons, and Optimus. Prime in Beast Wars is Optimus Primal, and he is a big gorilla, and he's awesome. Um, and yeah, and then you got uh, I think um, uh, Megatron was like a, a massive uh, dinosaur, and I think he became a dragon at some stage. So the, I think for me, the uh, the animal versions of Transformers are just better. I just like them more. But it was still it was a good story. The only uh, like downside is, is that um, um, Optimus Prime played by Peter Cullen, uh, just came across as a bit of a dick for most of the movie, <laughs> which is kind of odd because Optimus Prime should be the guy that's inspiring you. Yeah. But he was like, screw humans. He was like, wow, okay, Optimus, thanks, mate. Uh, but it was I really enjoy it. Like out of all the the Transformers films, um, Bumblebee is the, the high bar. That's, that, that's the best one. Um, but uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts was really entertaining. And, uh, you know, it wasn't like all Michael Bay close-up action what the hell's going on um it was it was good mm. and and i for my money this is the the, the best of the uh, transformers films outside of said bumblebee um and it leaves you with a bit of a hook uh, on what uh, the future could be holding uh, for the, the the transformers franchise and so you're saying there's possibly more to come the more transformers with possibly more other toy lines coming into it, but you'll have to go oh. and see Transformers oh. Rise of the Beast to find out what <laughs> I am talking about. Um, and I'm going to give Transformers Rise of the Beasts um, four inappropriate comments for a PG-13 movie. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, well, I was going to talk about Full Monty, uh, the the new TV series, but look, I don't think it's worth it. So, also, <laughs> we're running out of time. Right. Hey, okay, I'll give you a one minute synopsis. Uh, it's in the future. They're all old. They're still doing things hard, and the main character is still like trying to get by by doing kind of dodgy things. That's the first episode, and I just don't think I'm going to watch anymore. But anyway. Um, unless they promise me, um, you know, that they're all going to get the band back together and do the Full Monty again. Don't know if I want to see that bit, but <laughs> that was the best bit of Full Monty. No, not really. But I loved Full Monty. It's funny. Yeah. But I just don't know. I don't know why they've done, like, the TV series. Anyway, doesn't matter. We're going to get out of here. Um, stay tuned and we will catch you next week. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.